um, a couple of stories, Leil Nishmas, Rabbein Yisrael, Ben Rabbein Amasa, the Baba Sali. The, um, <clears throat> this story actually happened to a friend of mine many years ago, and I verified it with him. I heard it actually from my father, Ola Basholom, who heard it from this person's father, is my father's Harusa, but when I told the story a number of years ago to, I think, Ariel Buskila, I, um, <clears throat> I decided to verify it. Maybe it was to Dentano, I don't remember which one it was. We decided to verify it. And so I called up my friend, I got his number, and I called him up to verify it, to hear it from him straight. The story was that about, I guess this goes back probably about 40 years ago, he was learning in Eretz Yisrael, and he had a cousin of his who was close to Baba Sali, and they were going to Nitivot to visit the Baba Sali, and they brought for Baba Sali a gift, a, one, a, a walking stick, one of these, uh, you know, the, one of these tall sticks that, that, that the, like a cane, but not a cane, like a, a cane more like a, you know, a staff that the, the Chachams carry with them. I guess the Baba Sali carried such a staff. They bought him a staff, and they presented the st- staff to the Babasali. When they got into the Babasali, they realized that it was a fancy staff and they had a, on top of a, a, a silver piece that screwed in, like a ball on top that screwed in that made it look very decorative. And the silver ball that went to screw on top, they had left it in the car. So they finished up their visit. They went back to the car in order to get the top of the, the walking stick. And they get back to the car. They get they get the they get the piece, and they head back to Baba Sali's house. In the mean, in the meantime, <clears throat> the um, Kabbal Kabbal Kal had ended, and the door was locked. And so, it's, so they they walked around the side of the house to see if they could see into get someone's attention, to um, to give to, to open up the door. And they walk around the side of the house. And they look inside the window, and there's Baba Sali. But Baba Sali is not sitting on the ground. Baba Sali is levitating, in the air. And this is what he said. I asked him, did you, did, you, did you look for a second? No, he says, we stood there for 10 minutes watching him, he says. And he was so shocked, he actually, when he saw it, he actually, he actually lost, lost some control of his bodily functions. He was like so shocked by it. But he said he, they stood there and they watched. And this, is, this was Matthias, that the Babasala was levitating in the air over there. And, this was, and they did not drink a lot of Arak in the house, from, from my understanding. Anyway, I heard it from him straight. I don't have a pshat in it. But um, that is a story about the Babasali that you probably, is probably not very well circulated. Maybe now it will get a little more circulated. If anyone wants to know who my friend is, I can give you his number. And you can, maybe you'll hear, you'll hear from him straight. The best story I ever heard about Baba Sali, I heard from Ari Rosner Shlita about the Baba Sali. And the stories about the Baba Sali are all unbelievable, but always the best thing about a story about a tzaddik is, how did he do it? (laughs) (laughs) Right? And we know that he did it by connecting to HaKadosh Baruch But what is the key to connecting to HaKadosh Baruch We all emulate the ways of the tzaddikim. And if you could somehow get a glimpse of what they're doing, what they're thinking then that gives us more inspiration than hearing a, a miracle itself. And the story is as follows. That one, t- one month, the Baba Sali had not yet done Kiddush Lamana, and it was getting late in the month, and it was still cloudy, and he tells his Gaba, he tells him you have to go for a ride into the, down south, into the Midbar, into Midbar Yehuda, towards Egypt. Maybe there will be a break in the clouds and we'll be able to make Kiddush Lamana. So they get into the car, 
and they drive for an hour, two hours, three hours. Finally, after about three hours, there's a break in the clouds. The Bab Sally gets out, says Kiddush Shavani, gets back into the, into the car, and he drives back three hours, a six-hour trip, plus whatever time it took to say Kiddush Shavani, for the mitzvah of Kiddush Shavani. They're fine. Gavalik Messias Nefesh for Kiddush Shavani. A few couple months later, the Bab Sally goes out on a mighty Shabbos, and it is cloudy. And he looks at the cloud. He wants to say Kiddush Shavani. He picks up his staff, maybe the staff that my friend gave him, and he waves it back and forth. The clouds part, and he says Kiddush Shavana on a perfectly bright um, moon. His Gabi asked him, Rabbi, he says, Rabbi, a few months ago, we had to travel six hours for Kiddush Shavana. Why didn't you just shake, shake your, your, why don't you just wave your, your, your staff then? The Baba Sali says, you don't understand. He says, the only schus I have to wave my staff now is because I was Meis and Nefesh from Mitzvah Kiddush Shavana a few months ago. Now I have the, the, the schus of my Messias Nefesh that I could wave, wave my staff. If I wasn't Meis and Nefesh for, for, the, for the Mitzvah Kiddush Shavana, I would have no schus for anything extra, extraordinary to happen to me in order to make this Mitzvah. Schus Yogan, Elaine, Yisrael.